is Heidi McDonald of More to Come, Publishers Weekly's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novels. And today I'm extremely pleased to be at the Toronto Comic Arts Festival with Kazu Kibuishi, the uh, creator of Amulet, the editor of Flight and Flight Explorer. And uh, Kazu, you have a busy year with two books coming out, right? There's the new Amulet, uh, Volume 6. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amulet 6, uh, Escape from Lucian, comes out in uh, the end of August, August 26th, I believe. And Explorer 3, uh, The Hidden Doors, uh, comes out right around the same time. Right. And um, now Amulet, how long has that been running? It's up to six volumes. Um, it's on six volumes. Uh, the first one was released in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... so. We've we've had one every year except for last year. Right. <laughs> how's that? How's that been keeping up with that schedule? Uh, what's that? Oh, the keeping up with the schedule. Um, it's been difficult, but uh, we've been we've managed to do it. I I, I was only um, I'm late on this book because I was ill. Oh uh, right. And I had to relearn how to walk and draw <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much do everything. Um, and in that time, in that time, I also did a Daisy Cutter Kickstarter, right? right. And I also did um, the uh, the covers for the Harry Potter Fifteenth Anniversary. Right, edition. right. So yeah, you have been busy. <laughs> yeah, it's so I... been great. Um, uh, the Harry Potter covers were a great way for me to get back into work because it mm-hmm. didn't. I could I could make art without having to worry about the story, mm-hmm. and that was the part of my brain that was like. Uh, bruised, basically, right. uh, being able to store a lot of information. Yeah. You were in an accident. I did not know uh, this. Oh no, bacterial meningitis. Oh yeah. my gosh! And I was uh, in a coma, and when I woke up, I didn't even remember my wife. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't draw. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't walk. So I had to rehabilitate, and uh, and I just tried to get back in the drawing table as fast as I could. Yeah. It took about five months. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. I don't know how this, I escaped. Oh, really? Yeah, it yeah. was bad. It was bad. Um, it was around, it was around the time, um, close to this time last year. It was uh, or two years ago um, when I uh, I was yeah I was in a I was in the hospital during Comic Con. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. So I wasn't there. The well, one I missed. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, has there been any changes in your drawing style? Do you think since then? Or um, did you get it back the same way? No, or? styles hasn't changed. Uh-huh. Uh, all that stuff uh, has. Has stayed with me, and um, in fact, I, I think I've gotten a little better because <laughs> I'm just more focused. I have to be more focused because um, you know there's a bit of a handicap now. So mm-hmm. now I have to work a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it's it, it's like it's a bit like having um, been woken up a bit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and and now like everything's a little bit more serious. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. So I'm I'm, I'm working. I think I'm 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 better because I'm I'm working. Because right. of working harder. Right. So you had to, yeah, because uh, things you just took for granted, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, if I did, yeah, I, I kind of got a little bit comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, what I was doing. And uh, now that I see that, you know, time can be short mm-hmm. and I have a lot I want to get done and I want to do it better. Um, that uh, yeah, it just jolted me awake. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're here. Well, yeah, <laughs> Continuing no, amulet. Um, you know, we were talking actually. We had talked a little bit last night when when we ran into each other at a party about amulet in terms of the story and like you have an ending in mind, but no set number of volumes. Yeah, I middle. actually have the the final sequence. You know, even drawn out. Mm-hmm. I have it. You know, sitting around. Um, I, I did it fairly recently, but I always had it in mind to do. Um, but yeah, I, um, I don't quite know uh, exactly how long it is, and I think it. I mean, the, the characters will tell me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the same with this book. I thought it was going to be different. I just let the characters kind of move along in the pa- on on this path, and then 
um, the their the you know their lives will basically determine mm-hmm. <laughs> how long it is. So I don't I don't know how it's got to be difficult for any author to you know uh, to transmit that to to say I'm going to be done at this particular book. Right. Um, right. Because that's just the medium. You can I don't think I thought the book was going to end at two. Because you know, I thought I was only going to do one book, right? And they asked for, and then they asked me to do and to split it into two, and then by the end of that second book, I thought, well, obviously the story is <laughs> just beginning, <laughs> right? Right? And right? So um, and then, so three, four, and five happened uh, almost uh, not by accident, but by virtue of right. what was there. Yeah. Did you? I mean, how much of the mythology do you have worked out though ahead of time when you started um, it? Well, the thing is, you know, as far as the the world mythology, all the world building is sort of happening um, as it's as it's going. Mm-hmm. I, I never, I feel like if I had had preconceived all of this stuff before writing it, it would be like having a debt, mm-hmm. you know. And I'd be, I would owe it to this particular world that I had built or something as a kid. I knew that that would happen, so I I let go of that, mm-hmm. and I only I build as we go. The things that I do hold on to are more the emotional, mm-hmm. uh, the, the character arcs. You know, that hasn't changed at all. And right. We're still on the same trajectory. Right. right. And the same. I, I've, I've, like I said, I've sketched out a final sequence, like a towards the final sequence, one of the final sequences, and it's pretty close to what I had uh, mm-hmm. envisioned originally, but just more powerful. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's great. That's a great way to keep the creative juices <laughs> flowing. I think. Yeah. I mean, I design it like. Uh, the, a set of rings. Uh-huh. Now you have, but you were also telling me that, um, like, it's becoming more and more popular the more it goes on. Like, like, the, yeah. you know, volume one is selling better than it ever did. Yes, yeah, volume <laughs> one sells better now than it did when it came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? Um, new readers. Mm-hmm. You know, every year there's like a new set of. Uh, there, I mean, these are comics for kids, so there is a, literally a new generation of readers right. have, like coming right. in to reading. Every year, mm-hmm. you know, and the previous, um, gen- not a generation, but the previous year, the previous class mm-hmm. is is talking about the books that they had just read, and that's being passed down to them. So that, so in like in a very small, like in that microcosm of um, of young readers, mm-hmm. uh, Amulet is being passed down from generation to generation at a very quick rate. Um, and then you know the older generations are still reading those comics, so they're reading the new ones too. Right, right. And so they're basically bringing their little sisters and brothers along. <laughs> right. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful that it's finding finding an audience and continuing to find an audience. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fantastic. It's, I mean, and also I think even since you started it in two thousand eight, there's been a lot more opportunities and outlets for kids comics. I think when you started it, it was a little bit of a frontier. It was. It was difficult, you know. But I had. Um, I had Scholastic and David Saylor on my side, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes uh, not everything easier. But it, I knew that my home base was strong, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So it wasn't. Uh, I had no worries. I knew that it, things would work out. Well, they're very smart there. I will yeah, say. They had Call done, out to Scholastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had already done so much good work with Bone, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I knew that Jeff had ended the series and wasn't particularly interested in continuing. Um, either that series or kids comics, so I, I knew that there was a space to fill, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't even doing kids comics at that time. I was actually writing Daisy Cutter, which was not made for kids. Right. So I remember having to, you know, I actually did have to think about it and and make that adjustment. I decided to like switch gears, and at a very pretty young age, I was twenty six, I think, mm-hmm. you know, when when I was when I began working on it. Um, to to do books for kids and right. it was it was intimidating at the time because I didn't have kids now it would be easy for me to understand <laughs> because I have kids and, right and right of course I want to do stuff for them right 
Yeah. You know, gosh, I forgot you were so young because you <laughs> kind of burst onto the scene just to, to switch gears a little bit with Flight, yeah. which was a very ambitious and accomplished anthology that you edited. And it came out from Image, actually, originally, right? right, right. So um, so it was kind of like, uh, and it getting a lot of notice. There was six volumes of it? How many? Seven? How many yeah, were of seven, the original? Uh, seven of the original Flight? No, no, there's eight volumes of mm-hmm. Flight. Um, and now we have three volumes of Explorer. Mm-hmm. And we had one volume of Flight Explorer, which right. is where Explorer came from. Right, right, right. Yeah, I knew that there had been a little, cross, the little crossover there to <laughs> begin flight. with. Um, and I guess what Flight kind of started out as was um, kind of capturing people who were doing a, a kind of a hybrid style. It was animation, maybe, I think, or, yeah, or kind of all ages. Was, uh, but I didn't think of it as a hybrid style so much as that is what people write and draw like in their personal... Right, right. You know, that, that, it was their personal taste, and that's just how mm-hmm. they've been drawing all their lives. And I, I've noticed that uh, there were a lot of varied styles um, amongst the animators. Um, these were mostly... A lot of those kids wanted to draw comics mm-hmm. uh, for a living, but they just were told that it was impossible. I, I've heard those same stories because I, you know, I grew up in that same, right. same period. So and there were no real examples of it um, of it being done. Very few, anyway. Jeff Smith was one of them, um, but he was also an independent comics creator. It was a very that was a whole different. It was almost a different movement right. than the the mainstream comics movement that's right. happening now. So where do you see? I mean, where have a lot of the creators gone? I mean, a lot of them have stayed on in animation, right? Oh yeah, they've uh, they've either um, most of them actually just went back. Either what they're stayed they've stayed in animation or um, they were students. That uh, met other animators and then went <laughs> <Right>. into <laughs> animation. So in some respects, I feel like I haven't I haven't completed my job mm-hmm. uh, with that right. project, which is um, what I've been trying to do with Explorer is finding you know um, finding an audience beyond the artist because I feel like Flight was very insular. Mm-hmm. You know, it sold to the same people who made it, and I wanted to to make sure that uh, these people knew that there was a community outside. That were waiting for their material, right? And that's right. what uh, Explorer is. So Explorer is all ages, right? It is all ages, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Now, do you still have new creators coming to you? Are you still looking for new people? Yeah, or, I mean, how I, does it? Uh, I don't um, ask for submissions because mm-hmm. we just get flooded. If right. we, when we do, sometimes we actually did have to ask for submissions at the very end of Explorer because uh, a couple people dropped out, mm-hmm. um, and then we had to fill a space, one space in particular. Um, and, and that was very difficult to carry because there's just too much, too much coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too many people who need an opportunity, and a lot of them are, are worthy of it mm-hmm. on the spot. Generally, what I do is I just, if I find somebody that I, I think should should give this a shot, mm-hmm. and it's not just it's not just their talent, it's not just their writing or their drawing, um, but also their uh, demeanor and mm-hmm. mentality, like mm-hmm. the way that they may carry themselves as a professional in this field. If I feel that's somebody that um, could contribute, right, really, right, I'll, I'll really push them to try. Well, what do you what do you think of that? Actually, I mean, I, there are so many. Like, you go on Tumblr and you can just look all day, and I mean, you could, you know, and you see amazing, amazing talent all over the place and drawing skill and. Um, and you know, I look at it and I'm like, wow, the competition is so high. Um, it, I think, but yeah, it can be, but they don't know they're competing. You know, uh, and, you know, they're just out there. Um, right, right, right. Um, and really, there's at the at the moment, there's not much of a competition happening. It, right. You know, there's no game. Well, they're kind of competing with themselves just to see if they could do this. You know. Yeah. I mean, they're just. Uh, 
I mean, they're garnering, garnering an audience, so mm-hmm. they're doing what they're doing the right thing in that uh, just getting the work out there. The fact mm-hmm. that I know it exists is uh, kind of amazing, you know. Right, right, uh, right. So uh, no, I, and I'm cognizant of, of seeing a lot of that stuff, but sometimes people don't have, uh, you know, just the right uh, mentality in terms of like the. I do kids books, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm often looking for very mature um, individuals, or maybe mature is a bad word for it. Um, but somebody who's maybe a little more parental, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's willing to like be more empathetic. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of incredibly talented artists who I feel are doing work for themselves and their friends. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the people who become famous online mm-hmm. uh, tend to be a little more in that in that uh, that range. Uh, well, actually, I I was one of those people mm-hmm. because I was drawing those comics for myself. Right, right. Yeah. Um, now I'm as a professional. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I know that I have a job. Um, right. And I'm, I'm not only writing and drawing for the kids, but I'm also writing and drawing for the teachers and the librarians right. and for the parents, for the parents to be able to give their kids something that would um, lead them down a path um, of, you know, uh, whether it's uh, if, uh, reading reading other books or, you know, just being interested in, you know, a, a job or something, just like of something, right. being interested in something right. beyond you know, it's in, it's really interesting what you just said because I think a lot of people in comics, because their financial rewards can be so low, uh, usually are pretty low, so that, you know, the idea of, of, I mean, some people would say what you just said was compromising, okay? Mm-hmm. Your vision to be like, oh, a teacher's going to like this. And yet, at the same time, I mean, it is kind of a, it, 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 to me, it's a um, dichotomy between... Like saying, oh my God, you know, everyone, this work is so accessible. You know, I think what you're kind of talking about is accessibility in a way. And yeah. and I think that, you know, I mean, I respect both sides, yeah. I think. No, I just feel like um, I never liked the pressure of, uh, of my work being just for myself. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, if it was just up to me, I'd be sitting around uh, playing basketball or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? right, right. I'd just be relaxing. It's a lot of work. Comics mm-hmm. are not, um, you know, are not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I come to the office, I have to feel like I have a job to do, mm-hmm. and it makes it easier. It makes it easier for me to do the work if I know that I'm doing it for something beyond my uh, immediate enjoyment. Right, right. You know, it's putting an unfair weight on my work for me to to think that the act, just the simple act of it, is worth doing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm, I'm just a practical person. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a doctor when I was young. <laughs> you know, so, um, and now I feel like when I do my comics, I do feel like I'm, I'm like kind of a doctor. Right. I'm just prescribing something mm-hmm. you know, that might work, you know, to to help get these adults mm-hmm. and kids, uh, you know, to get along, right. <laughs> or the kids to get along with each other. Right. Yeah, it makes my job so much easier to think of it that way. Right. It, you know, I, huh? Would you now? Uh, this is kind of from a field, but I mean, would you ever think of doing an autobiographical comic? Though, I mean, it sounds like your whole experience that you had was certainly oh. dramatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to it, too. Yeah, like, I'm all, sure. All the way back to when I was a kid. But, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like my comics are autobiographical uh-huh. in nature. In that, there is always a personal, mm-hmm. like, um, it, everything I do is, is a, it's all kind of based on the things that I'm thinking about anyway. Right. If I'm doing it right. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've thought about an autobiography, but I don't think it's time yet. <laughs> yeah, you're still very young, Kazu. <laughs> yeah, you have the drama there, but uh, you know, uh, losing. Well, the autobiography component comes in my mm-hmm. public speaking, mm-hmm. and 
these interviews and I'm talking where I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, these, this is the book right here. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> the story unfolding. It's happening right now. Wow. Well, uh, what? Um, I mean, so uh, you know, obviously a busy year with two books coming out. Um, uh, I mean, what for the next? Uh, you know, what's the the next goal? For, I mean, for Explorer and, oh, and for, for well, yeah. I, well, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything beyond just making sure that it it proves itself mm -hmm. on the shelf. That uh, I can also prove to the artists on the books that they can actually make a living. You know, doing this type of thing that it's actually something that's uh, feasible. You know? Right. Um, and um, with so with that, I don't know. I, I really don't think too much about it. Besides, uh, well, and also it gives gives me a place to experiment mm. with my own stories, and gives Jason a place to write and draw his own stories. Um, and that's, Jason that's, Jason Cafo is my assistant, right. and he's coloring on Amulet, but he's a, an amazing storyteller in his own right. But he doesn't get as much practice on the writing and, and mm -hmm. just the simple drawing. Um, aspects of uh, the amulet production, and I don't want him to uh, for those particular skills to to wane over time. So I want him to be able to right. to give it a shot. So it's giving him training, um, and it's allowing me to experiment, which is great. So I don't really beyond that, I'm not really thinking too much about the future mm -hmm. of Explorer, um, but I definitely think about the future of Amulet um, as far as um, where where it can go and where it can be. And I'm just mostly just worried about how to properly curate it. Mm -hmm. You know, because I want people to remember it, not so much like be um, bowled over by it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, you and I were talking, and you were comparing it to um, to One Piece, actually. Yeah, and that One Piece is a really great case study. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, it's just so ubiquitous in Japanese culture, and it is very popular. But at the same time, it exists more as as um, a cultural icon, right? And not so like Batman, as, exactly. Yeah. Like it's not so much a story, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, you know, maybe it will be retold uh, later over on, over time. I mm -hmm. I don't know, but you know, or like Dragon Ball, it's very similar. Yeah, or regard. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We were talking about that. You know, constantly yeah. reinvented, constantly you yeah. know yeah, re reinvestigated. Right, right. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually I like literature, mm -hmm. so I, I'm more like Jeff Smith in that mm -hmm. regard. I think we want our books to just you know be able to sit around for a while. Right. That, that, well, that particular story sits around for a while because it has a particular idea. Right. So it's Moby Dick, not Batman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, I can't. I can't deem my own work literature. Mm -hmm. That's up to the audience. Right. You know? But what I can do is I can try to create something that's memorable, and it's easier to remember. Mm -hmm. And these days, I know this even even more. But to it's easier to memorize things in smaller chunks. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, you know, listen, we could sit here and talk all uh, day, I actually. <laughs> um, but I know that lunch is calling for, oh, for right, you. Right. So, uh, you know what, I'm going to stop here. But well, hopefully we'll revisit some of this. So yeah, thank yeah. you so much, Cousin. Yeah, no thank problem. you for your time. No problem. Stop this and stop talking to my phone.